what is innovation most businesses are trying to address this question in various ways for some it's breaking the status quo and implementing new ideas for some it's a catalyst for growth by delivering better products and services but are those the only answers how can businesses still be innovative yet profitable how can organizations foster the culture of innovation we discuss this and much more on tech mahindra's podcast channel we are delighted to have our head of innovation mr nikhil malhotra to join us on the inaugural podcast from tech mahindra over to nikhil malhotra to just give a brief background of himself and then we can start the Q&A. Thank you Malar and yes hi it's a pleasure and an honor to be uh, presenting the first ever podcast on our own digital home um, the Tech Mahindra website. Uh, just to give you a brief introduction about myself it's been 20 years in the industry. I started off as a researcher in IBM uh, wrote some of the few codes um, that started off with Watson and now have been part of Tech Mahindra for the last 13 odd years. I know uh, my my story in Tech Mahindra has changed over a period of time you know started off as technical architecture was in US for a, you know for, for four or five years and then came back to India to start off what we call as the makers lab or the incubator division we have a very very simple vision and mission about the makers lab the vision is how do you connect with people and how do you simplify lives by creating experiences and the mission is how do you make machines even smarter by looking at uh, you know taking inspiration from the brain um or inspiration from some of the newer technologies like quantum computing etc the idea of that vision comes from the fact that collaboration is the key for success in any business and as a result of that we love to collaborate with academia with uh, businesses with research institutions and even you know some of our vedic gurus in figuring out what could be the next level of change that technology could produce for human lives so yeah that's a brief introduction about uh, myself thank you thanks nikhil uh, appreciate that and uh... Innovation is a very hot topic and any brands that I know of is always dependent on innovation to grow their business. And if I have to start this conversation, the first question I cannot start it without quoting Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs said, innovation distinguishes between leader and a follower. What's your take on that? So no, I, I think that's a great question to start off with. I think Steve Jobs already said was that the act of innovation is the is the act of innovating something or creating a new product, a service, a method, etc. So I think the differentiation between what you know as, as an innovation leader or a follower is, I think the first difference is that the leaders are willing to fail. They are willing to learn as well. I think you see that in Mahindra as well. All our leadership is willing to learn, but also the appetite for risk. that we can take as a leader in innovation and whether it is our bet that we have taken for this year or it is about you know new technologies like 5g ai or quantum computing that we wish to that we wish to embark upon as a journey you know it is it is that characteristic that differentiates a leader from a follower i think the second most important thing which differentiates a leader from a follower is the ability to do things for the community and not just for themselves i think a follower typical response is that they would shun away the responsibility and say since the leader did it or since the leader failed uh, we are now trying it from a leader's perspective 
it is not just something that we are creating for ourselves, but also for the community of IT as well. I think some examples come to my mind. For example, the first time that we did a quantum computing use case with our own partner and a UK tier one telco was the fact that we were leading the field in giving up a practical solution for that technology, a technology which was hitherto unknown. So yeah, those are the characteristics that distinguish a leader and a follower as for me. Fantastic. Great answer. And, and I really love the community example but a challenge that i often see and that is the second question that i also want to put up the scale right whenever you want to do it for a community it requires a scale so innovation at a scale how can big brands achieve that so i think the the answer is also hidden in that question in order to innovate for the scale you have to also inculcate the scale it's called inclusion of the scale as well this is something that we started with our own practice in Nature's Lab. The idea is that it is not just a lab for, you know, associates to come in and look at technology, but it is also the lab for student interns who come and join us in our research and do some pretty nifty research on, on topics, what we call as quantum computing and AI, which is the cutting edge. But not just the student community and the community of associates in TechMindra, but also researchers from different fields. In some cases, even the families of employees. We started this new concept where any employee or any associate who is actually in very, very vociferous in ideating and innovating, we give them a letter to their family saying that you are also an essential and integral part of what we are doing and thank you for your help to the associate who has been ideating with us. The other channel, uh, the other focus of scale is also the society at large. So, you know, the society at large includes a lot of, lot of people some of them who have the skills, some of them who are deprived of the skills. But the idea of innovation at scale is also to include them. So that's inclusion. It, it, it's diversity, but also inclusion. In certain cases, what we see, we have an Uber driver who's actually turned himself into an innovator and who's working with us in the lab. Now, this uh, Uber driver used to ferry us around from Pune to Mumbai for our international flight. But one day he comes to us and he says, hey, I want to learn Python. And we were very, very open and we, with open arms, we asked him to join the Maker's Lab. We are now likely to onboard him as an associate. But over the past six or eight months, this Uber driver has come in and he has learned Python, C++, AutoCAD. And remember, this gentleman did not know any technology before that. But it was more of a more out of his passion and his will that he joined it. So we included him into it. Another example of inclusion that we are now doing and we are planning to do this year is for neurodiverse individuals, right? So we had a neurodiverse kid. Uh, you could, somebody could call him borderline autistic and he joined the lab and, you know, you, he wouldn't talk to you by looking straight into your eyes. If you talked with a raised tone, he would leave the lab. But when given a task, and the task that I gave him was, why can't you build a game for us? This gentleman produced a 300-pager game in three weeks, which was not possible even for gaming experts and experts who are in the field. So we found a different channel. For me, if you want to innovate at scale, you want to include the scale as well. And that also represents in our philosophy of innovation, which is a 360-degree scale innovation sector. Where we say it's not just the associates, it's the society at large. It's even the associate family and the kids in the associate family. It's also the researchers. It's also the academic institution. And, of course, the businesses with whom we work and for whom we want to solve some problems. So, yeah, that will be my answer for innovation. Nice, nice. That leads me to the third question and something that is closer to your heart as well and I guess it is mine. How do you 
build innovation as a part of the dna of an organization yeah so i think from an organizational perspective and we have been doing this and i think i'm very very blessed to have leaders like dp hart jagdish mani who been part and parcel of all of this journey and who have always supported us i think one of the one of the streaks to actually build in, in uh, as a dna for organization is the is the risk appetite of these leaders and allowing us to fail we failed over the past 5 years miserably in some of the projects that we taken but whenever i went back to cp or ravi the ceo and asked him that hey we failed but uh, sir we could probably do it better i have never seen a grimace on their face by giving me another option to 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 try on so i think that is a top down approach where the top leadership and management has an intrapreneurial view of what you want to do from an innovation perspective from the other side of the pyramid which is basically from bottom up the idea that every organization needs to build in is basically to get innovation in every deep rooted corner of the organization so that every person is involved into it so for that what we have actually done and you know, we plan to do even more is it takes this for take this research and development take what we are doing to some of our own associates and getting them involved i think harsh has been instrumental in putting up something called an extra mile system in in the whole community of tech mizra now what is an extra mile any associate who wants to join a project from research and development any associate who wants to upskill himself and and also contribute to the research and development for new technologies is more than willing to essentially join and we give him more kudos points to it to to him or her they join the extra mile project that we open up for, for the entire community of associates within tech mizra and that essentially ripples from one individual to do to the team itself to say that we want to innovate and we want to do new stuff it's okay because we are part of a service delivery organization we are serving our customers but it's also okay that i would love to do something completely new out of my own comfort zone and i think that really builds the dna of the organization into an innovation and some of the other things like involving families we are doing a hackathon for women and their kids in the family so that they can actually come in into the lab they can sit and they can build with their mothers so that essentially catapults to the dna of the whole organization oh nice you also mentioned that we are a service delivery organization and that also is something that is true for many other brands in our category so there is always this focus on profitability right how can a brand sustain innovation while still focusing on profitability my i think great question i think and I, i think this is on the mind of a lot of brands who essentially try and build innovation structures but then they try and fizzle out i think one of the things there are two or three things in this i think the first thing which is very important is to keep a balance and i think what we have managed to do in the past few or four years is to maintain a balance between what we do as research and development which is very cutting edge research but also creating ips and frameworks out of our own research and those ips and frameworks are then sent to the account to utilize them to solve their customers needs because every customer is very very specific needs and it is that geography which really demands that that's number one i think number two is also including customers within the innovation scale because that also harbors on the on the profitability factor so when you are essentially working with the customer you are you know that you are solving a problem for that customer and as a result of that you are also you are also including the money factor into it or the commercial factor into it as well the second most important thing for sustainability is to also ensure that you continue to do this as a regular 360 degree cycle it's not a one time job for 
self process you have to keep doing it every single day and you have to keep asking those questions every single day so i think these two things that we follow brand can really innovate by looking at commercial factors but also looking at their own research and development for better so if i if i hear you correctly what you say is there has to be a healthy balance between what the customer wants and what the organization want themselves to lead into right right absolutely i think the balance the balance is also not just about the customer not the balance is also outward looking focus the organization also needs to look at what are we going across in the next 2 to 5 years and then take that in into into the entire board with the customers one is of course a strategic or a tactical problem that we solve for your customers but one is also looking at the future and looking at what can be the uh, what can be the future and and then give and get your customer involved into that whole sector so a lot of customers may not know what the future is but with our uh, uh, you know with our approach and our uh, how how we think with 1000 customers across the board we have a purview of almost everybody of what he or she does as a customer so we can take and nitpick things that you've done for another customer and bring it to a you know to to customer number one who was asking us to solve a problem and give him a purview that where the world is going across where where do you where do you see yourself that also builds in into populations that also builds in into brand that also builds in into commercial values that a customer would willing to give you for trying out i have customers that reach out to me to say that we are okay to do research with you and, and with no output in mind the ideology is that we want to see how it goes and i think that's what builds in the culture of innovation i think just one last thing on that culture of innovation or the dna most organizations really do innovation as a closed innovation sector now what do you mean by closed innovation sector if you look at a pipeline as a cylindrical pipeline ideas flow in on the left hand side and ideas and solutions come out from the right hand side there's only one single flow of information our what we tend to practice is a much more open innovation sector where the cylindrical cylindrical pipe remains the same but there are holes in the cylindrical pipe so as ideas flow in some of these holes also allow us to take those ideas and put it for different customers so it becomes an open innovation sector where a problem that was being solved let's say for a for a financial services industry would now be also taken to a health industry by certain molecules or changing changing the problem concept as well so i think that really helps in setting up the dna of an organization of a brand who want to be fantastic so again so my next question is like say as a head of the innovation lab the makers lab how have you enabled and created this entire innovation system so see, my my principle was very simple i think we uh, <coughs> for the first two or three years we did a lot of experiments experiments that range from building a bike that stands on its own to creating a wheelchair that would really work within the indian scenario for for less of cost which is much more frugal but i think my my philosophy is very very simple if you give the right vision and if you give freedom of expression and freedom of thought i think in vedic terms they say that if bodhi and bhav can mix together so bhav is nothing more than creativity and bodhi is nothing more than intellect if both intellect and expression of creativity mixes together that that the resultant is much more than 1 plus 1 equals 2 it's 1 plus 1 as 11 so my philosophy has always been to give that freedom of expression to anybody who joins the makers lab and anybody who wants to do innovation and that's number one i think number two is we also follow a very simple principle of holacracy inside makers lab i think holacracy what it means is it's neither a flat structure nor it's a hierarchy 
the midfielder. Because that's the goal, that's the role that aspires to score a goal. In the same way, in our own innovation sector, a young guy coming in, fresh from the university, can also lead a project. And I can be a project member. Or I can lead a project, he can be a project member. So that principle of Ola Dresi allows them that expression, freedom of expression, but also ability to lead. And I think that's been my philosophy over the last five years. Leading to the last question, or almost the last question, and something I guess that our listeners would be very interested in. What do you think are the top bets of 2020 and beyond? So we we have seen the industry over the last five years, Malar, and we have looked at some of the bets. So I think we have uh, we have divided them into 15 bets this year. There are three which are very very major bets, and there are 12 which are small bets. I think I'll only talk about the three major bets because they are on the cutting edge and they are looking at them in a different way. I think one of the biggest bets that we have taken this year in 2020 is to produce a practical case for quantum computing. Quantum computing is just right down our alley, and we have taken a bet where we can probably use some quantum machine learning algorithms to solve problems like cancer drug research or individual medicines for drugs for cancer, and even looking at protein folding. And time is really right for this. We have seen in the world of what coronavirus is being doing. The the vaccine is about few years away. You know, something where computational power can help them is quantum computing, which we want to utilize, and that's our bet. That's one of our first bets. I think one of our second bet, which is also led, I'm very happy that it is led by our own CEO, Sriyal Ramchandran, is AI and ethics. I think everybody talks about AI, but there are lesser organizations that are talking about ethics in AI. So Ravi is working with me and with with the team in essentially setting up a structure for ethical AI within Tech Mahindra. And that is where is also a differentiation between a leader and a follower. Where well, once he sets this ethics up for decades, we can even share it with the community and say this is how ethical AI is done within organizations. And I think the third bet is very close to my heart as well. It's basically, and we feel it every single day. We want to produce an autonomous driving vehicle by the end of this year, 2020, and and give it level two autonomy in India. I think everybody has made autonomous vehicles in the West. But the problem with Indian sector is that it is a fringe. Driving is more of a of an art rather than a science on the in the subcontinent. And I think what we want to give it is is a driving system, an autonomous driving system at L2 level, but with a bolt on. So if you have any kind of a car, whether it's old or new, you should be able to bolt on our system and make the car level two autonomous. I think these are the three major bets that we're looking at for 2020. Now so all of them would be solved in 2020. I'm not sure. But we would be able to give the world as well as other industry uh, or or other parts of the industry like services to tell them that this is what we can do in the future. So so hoping for a brighter future with these guys. Thank you so much, Nikhil. But there is one thing that I cannot leave on the table without asking you. Final advice for brands to drive the mantra of innovation, and how can our listeners connect with you? So I, I I think the final mantra I have had only one mantra since I started and I think um, I um, I somehow polyglotted the word and converted it into a mantra but I think I have one mantra which is called courage and I think uh, courage is not just a word to say that you've got strength but courage in itself implies a lot of things I think what C really means is collaborate so one of the one of the biggest mantras that we have is collaborate 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 it's not just with your own associates but it's also with the society at large and we'll be able to see a lot of Simplification of complex problems that are going on in the world today. The other O really means is objectification, and we learned it the hard way. 
when we essentially were building the bike, which could stand on its own. We couldn't complete it, and uh, the snazzy marketing term could say that we were it was a successful failure. For it was an utter failure. But in other terms, it was also feedback for us. The feedback was that you have got to objectify technology unless you touch and feel technology. You really can build technology yourself. So that is the whole part of it. So you, what we refer to is that you are the maker. You can do it. So everybody has that inherent capability. Everybody is intelligent enough to to get onto uh, uh, get onto the drawing board, build something on their own. So you are the maker. Is the is the next block. The heart is basically an involuntary muscle that pumps out blood involuntarily, 24 by 7. It's the brain that requires a rewiring. So, in order for brands to innovate, I think the the rewiring of the psyche is very, very important. The A, what we refer to is asking stupid questions every day. And we practice this very rigorously in Maker's Lab and Innovation Center. You've got to ask stupid questions or perceive as stupid questions. No matter if you are frowned upon on that question as well. The, the whole process is that if you ask those stupid questions, you tend to simplify a complex problem. And that's one of our mantras. And G is basically setting up of your own goals. So the, the goals are lofty. They would not be, they, you would not be able to deal with those goals in one year or two years, but it's a, it's a bigger grab of a vision. So an idea is, an example is that if you want to land on Mars or if you want to land on moon, your goal should be landing on Mars so that at least you should be able to land on Mars. So that's, that's what we call as goals. So the E part basically means empathizing with your own ego, Malar. However, in, in what we say in, in IT service service, empathize with the customer. But I feel that it is very important within an innovation sector to empathize with one's own ego. The reason for that is that uh, during the innovation, during research, there are potholes of despair that you fall into. And in order to pick yourself up, you've got to apply that empathy to your own self so that you can pick up and, and get to work the very next day. So I think the principle or mantra that I wish to really send across, and if anybody is listening, is courage. And courage really translates itself into these acronyms that I've just said. Uh, people can reach out to me on LinkedIn, can reach out to me on Twitter if they have any other questions and if they want to connect. But I think we are an open sector, which is an open innovation sector. And uh, we believe that we are the leaders in this field because we have seen companies uh, innovate in a closed manner. We tend to innovate in a very, very open manner uh, with everybody around and, 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 and the whole inclusion of the society. That was a fantastic interview, Nikhil. And really loved your advice, your insights into innovation and what Makers Lab at TechMindra is doing, the open innovation culture and all the things that you have been doing at Makers Lab. Much appreciate your time and thank you for being here on Tech Mahindra's podcast. Thank you so much, Manan. That was a wonderful session with our Head of Innovation, Nikhil Malhotra. Hope you loved the conversation. Do engage with us over various platforms and let us know your thoughts about innovation in the next decade. Also, subscribe to our podcast and stay tuned to unlock the next with many such conversations in our upcoming episodes. Thank you.